The eye sees only what the mind is prepared to comprehend. We think we have an understanding of the world around us by what we see, but that may not always be true. Today we're going to talk about beauty standards, what they are and how they affect us all. Hello and welcome to my podcast, Unapologetically KK. So here we are today talking about beauty standards. Beauty standards, what does that mean? Can there be a standard for beauty? They say beauty lies in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? If this is true, then beauty should be subjective. Everyone has the right to decide what they think is beautiful. Technically, yes, but is it? That would be a big and loud no. So what really are beauty standards? How can we have one common popular standard that works across borders, across nationalities, across body types, skin color, facial features? You know where I'm going with this. So what are beauty standards? Who is telling us what we should and should not look like? Beauty standards specify physical attractiveness and what is universally considered beautiful. Okay, let's just stop there right now. What is universally considered beautiful? Well, let's let's think about it. Fair skin over dark skin, tall over short, silky long hair over coarse short hair, shape of the nose, cheekbones, waist, butt, breasts, and so on and so forth. But we know that American movies and media influences us to a large extent on what the ideal body image is. American movie stars influencers, models command a very large audience. And that is the truth. Just one look at the top Instagram accounts and you will see who is heading that list. But have you ever thought how many movie stars, models and influencers are plus size? Now think of how they are portrayed. Are they shown as powerful, confident, successful? In some cases, yes, but it's more of an exception than the rule. We still use color, size, ethnicity to divide us rather than to unite us. But wouldn't appreciating our differences show us that we are all so unique but still so similar? There are 8.7 million different life forms on this planet. Can you think of one other species who has this much diversity within its group? Just the idea that we need to conform to some mythical beauty standard is mind-boggling. But here we are. No matter how much we try to deny this, we are all influenced by what we see online. So I went out to research this. And during my research, I came across an article that claimed British scientist Dr. Chris Solomon used his eFit software, which is the electronic facial identification technique. And did a survey of 100 people and asked them to decide on what the most attractive faces are that a woman and a man could possess. Now, let me just tell you a little bit about this doctor before I get into the results. Dr. Chris Solomon is recognized as one of UK's leading researchers on the science of facial identification and has received a number of UK and European awards for technology innovation and commercialization of academic research. He is the managing director of a company called Vision Metric, which specializes in the development of facial identification software and trains international police and security forces in its effective use. Well, 
Dr. Solomon definitely knows a lot about faces. Now, this is what the survey claims is the perfect proportion for a human face. The perfect face has a distance between the pupils of just under half of the width of the whole face from ear to ear. Eyes and mouth should be a third of the overall length from the hairline to the chin on a perfect face. In other words, proportional forehead, nose, mouth, large eyes are all telltale signs of good genes. And get this, fair skin. These qualities of beauty does not have any room for diversity. So where do the people with smaller eyes, larger lips and darker skin tone fit into all of this? The world is not only battling the use of single-use plastic, which is damaging our planet, but it is also battling the growing demand for plastic surgeries, which is damaging our self-esteem. The global cosmetic surgery market is meant to reach $43.9 billion by 2025. Body inclusion and positivity may be on the rise, but so is the quest to conform to an ideal beauty via surgical enhancements. Let us be honest. Everybody who is aging is thinking about Botox, is thinking about non-surgical facelifts, is thinking about something that they, they can do to enhance their skin tone, to enhance their, their features, to enhance their body. And we know this. We, we know of somebody who has done something. We know that we have thought about doing something. Even though we can talk about all of these issues, we are all victims of this growing demand to look youthful forever. We are living in an age where all over the world, everyone is getting the same work done, often watering down their ethnic features. It's about the certain shape of the eye, the certain shape of the nose, the certain broad lips. I mean, everything, obviously, beauty standards keep changing, but as they change, people are trying to conform to whatever is the beauty standard at that particular point in time. The internet, social media, and celebrity culture have allowed Eurocentric features to spread far and wide. While this may not be a new phenomenon, the fact that procedures today are more accessible, cheaper and often require less downtime means more and more of us are turning to plastic and cosmetic surgery. The question we really need to ask is why? What are these physical enhancements giving us? Why can't we all be beautiful and enjoy life? How many times have we heard statements like, OMG, that is such an ugly picture, why would she post something like that? Or, hasn't she heard about filters? Or what about, look at how photoshopped she looks in that image. I mean, you just can't win. No matter what you do, if you don't have a filter, you're too ugly. If you have a filter, you're too photoshopped. I wish these were quotes, but they are not. They are actual statements that I have heard. And they're not uncommon. A study has shown that adults see a roughly of 5,000 adverts in a single day. Now, exaggerated as that might sound, the real number based on a calculation I came across during my research shows more likely to be between 300 and 700 adverts a day. 300 to 700 advertisements selling something to us every single day. Now, kids eight years and above also see an average of 200 to 500 adverts per day. And teenagers especially are vulnerable because they are new and inexperienced consumers and they seem to be the prime targets for these advertisers. 
What do people, especially teenagers, learn from these advertising messages? They learn stereotypes. Advertising creates a world where people are rarely ugly, overweight, poor, struggling, or disabled. We are talking about being bombarded constantly with image of extremely beautiful people. And if we are seeing 300 to 500 to 700 messages of these beautiful people living in a beautiful world, selling us what they think we should be having, it has to affect us psychologically. No matter how much you try to run away from this, there is going to be something your mind is going to catch on to and hold on to and eventually tell you that this is what you need. This is what you need to conform to. The most beautiful women are also photoshopped in these advertisements, in these magazines. Their flawless skin and body is not naturally obtained. If we have the most beautiful people in these adverts, why do they need to be photoshopped? They already are beautiful. So imagine competing with something that is so engineered to look so flawless that it is practically impossible for us to attain that level of beauty. We cannot live up to this unnatural standard of beauty. The image is difficult and costly to achieve and impossible to maintain. No one is that flawless and everyone ages. Growing older seems to be a taboo. We are constantly being encouraged to look younger and that can only be achieved one way. The biggest problem with all of this is self-worth. Women internalize these limitations they see within themselves and then live in a constant quest to live up to this never-aging, beautiful, mythical creature. How is that going to happen? While life in plastic may seem fantastic, it is devoid of a soul. So let me leave you with this thought. Hold on to what is beautiful inside of you instead of altering what's on the outside because happiness looks gorgeous on all of us. This is Kanchan Kulkarni saying goodbye for now and speak to you again soon.